Good evening. Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. We are back. We are live, and I am ready to do this. Oh, my goodness, what a day it's been. <laughs> Jeez. Where's Dino? I got to bring Dino on before we start or do anything. Where is Dino? There he is. Dino's intro music, please. We must have his intro music. Viper whores, you pussy motherfucker. Viper whores, what a great song. Viper whores, you pussy motherfucker. You know, fucking Viper whores, you pussy motherfucker. Viper whores, you pussy motherfucker. Viper whores, you pussy motherfucker. Viper whores, amazing, you motherfucker. Excellent song. Don't you love that song? Oh, yeah. What's going on? Busy, busy week. Busy, sick busy. all week. Oh, you've been sick all week. Oh, forget about it. It was terrible. Oh, I had 104 geez. fever Thursday night. I thought I was going to wind up in a fucking hospital. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. That's terrible. Would you have the flu or something? I don't know. I don't know. I just, all of a sudden, Thursday morning, I just started feeling like crap. I went home, uh, and then I just got a fever, and it was crazy. I was sick all day Friday, and then... I felt better Saturday, went to work, and then it hit me again Saturday night, and today so far has been good, so. Jeez, maybe it's that, uh... Diacetyl. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You never know. It was fucked up, man. I gotta tell you, <laughs> not, you know, when I, I guess now because I'm a little older, I, you don't recoup uh, as quickly. No, that is true, you don't. It hits you pretty hard. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, when I, I had my uh, surgery last October, uh, it took me a week to recover. And, like, I had somebody else come in the store. Actually, I had a few people come in the store that had the same surgery, and they're like, oh, I recovered. It was a couple days, two, three days tops. It took me a fucking week. Yeah. I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Because it, it just it took forever. Yeah, it's we're, we're getting old. It's scary. It's- yeah, I told my wife. I says, you know, she, I, because I, I told her, you got to come home. She was at a party. I told her, you got to come home. You got to help me because I can't <laughs> fucking function. <laughs> and she said, you know, what are you, you know, you going to do when when you get old? I says, you're going to be wiping my ass when I get old. That's what you're going to be doing. Right. She when goes, you get old, fuck you. I ain't wiping your ass. She said, when you get, get you a, a nurse, when you get old, are you going to be able to say is? Oh, it's crazy. Well, at I least you're fishing good. last night. Yeah, I saw your picture. You went fishing with Russ, right? Yeah. And Russ yeah. actually caught a fish. Yeah, he did a great job. It's amazing. Yeah, he was great. We had a good time. That's good. That is good. The fucking weirdo, I'll tell you that. <laughs> the guy's fucked up. I what? love him. He's my. He's a good friend, and he, I, I genuinely like Russ. Okay, what did he do to creep you out? He totally did, whacked out. He did something to creep you out. What did he do this time? No, he didn't actually creep me out. He's just weird. You know, first of all, you know, you spend a lot of time at Russ. You're obviously going to talk. Right. You know what I mean? And it's I'm I'm suspicious of every word that comes out of his mouth because <laughs> I don't know every sentence he starts. I don't know if it's a it's the beginning of a gag or if he's trying to have a serious, you know, conversation with me. Right. So I'm always very suspicious when he first starts talking to me about anything. And uh, and then we're on the boat, and 
you know, he was all excited to go fishing. He, you know, and he, and he had a great time. He did, you know, I I sh- told him what to do. He did it. But then when I pulled the fish out of the water, he ran on the other side of the boat like a, like he was like he was gonna dive overboard. <laughs> I was like, what's he? No, 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 no! Don't come near me with that thing. I was like, what are you talking about? I had I was holding the fish in my hand, and uh, but he was like really creeped out when he saw the fish himself. Like, so, you know, face-to-face with it. So he caught the fish, but then he didn't want to touch the fish when he caught it. Well, I made him. I made him. Uh, if you saw the picture I took. Yeah. I made him hold the fish. I told him, <laughs> I, was gonna, I told him if he didn't hold the fish, I was going to hit him with it. <laughs> so he grabbed it. Uh, well, that's weird. Why is he fishing if he doesn't want to touch the fish? Oh, I, you know, I, it was. it's not just the fishing. You know, it's the whole thing being on the boat at night. It was It was a gorgeous night, so we, we had really good weather. Right. You know, it was very romantic. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't try to make a move on you. No, no. Did he, he had to watch. If anybody had to watch, he had to watch out for me. Did he give you that stare? Did he give you the glare? Oh, he does that all the time. I'm used to that now. <laughs> that creepy stare that he just, like, looks at you and he, you don't even know. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I'm used to that now. The stare like, the, the stare like, if you grab my penis, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. He fucking, you got to see how long his hair is. Yeah, I know. I saw the picture. He's like, he's like borderline a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I told him, what the fuck's up with that? He goes, oh, you know, my, my, uh, my barber went on vacation in, uh, in September. His barber went on vacation. There's 50,000 barbers in New York City. Or in December. I told him, yeah, well, what the fuck? So if your barber doesn't come back from vacation, you never get a haircut again? <laughs> <laughs> he says he's very particular about who cuts his hair. Hang on. Russ, why are you very particular about who cuts your hair? Well, you get comfortable with somebody, you know. She said she was coming back. It's not vacation. She moved to Texas, but she said that she was going to come back. She moved in December, and she said, I'm coming back to New York in, like, late January or February. And then that didn't happen, and then she was supposed to come back again. So, I, And then, now she's not coming back at all. So now, now I got her, and... I'm, I'm probably going to get a haircut this week, but that's not why I called. I, I called because I wanted to tell Dino. I actually just ate the fish, like, literally 10 minutes before you guys went on the air, and I just wanted to tell him how it was. First of all, Dino was very nice because, you know, you can't just take a big fish and, you know, cook it or whatever. You know, you got to gut it and debone it and with a striped bass. So Dino was very nice right on the boat. He, he, his boat is so cool, by the way. He has this little carving table, and it like there's like an attachment on the boat. So it like, it, it like slides in with a little piece of metal, and then you push a screw through it, and he's got a little cutting table there. And he cut up the, and he, and he cut up the fish for me into two nice fillets. Um, I was supposed to go to my friend's place to barbecue, and I was going to do that, but he flaked out. So I just decided to make it myself. I just took it. Put a little uh, olive oil and a little bit of butter in a pan with some garlic. Uh, add a little uh, lemon juice, squeeze the lemon into it. Um, uh, what else? Did I, I put salt and pepper on the fish. A little, uh, what did I have? Sage or rosemary? I forgot what I was. I added some herbs, so I put those in there too. And I, I got lucky because uh, I, don't, I don't pan fry a lot of fish. So I didn't know how it was going to come out. I, I got a little bit lucky and literally cooked it perfectly. I mean, it was 
It couldn't have been done if it was any more or any less. I mean, I nailed it. And it was one of the most delicious fish I've ever, I mean, it was one of the best fish I've ever had in my life. I'm talking about even, you know, going to a fancy restaurant and getting the Dover. So this fish was fucking delicious. But, okay, so you'll catch the fish and you'll eat the fish, but you won't touch the fish. I touched it. I just didn't want to. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did you want to touch the fish? I mean, you caught it. Yeah, I, what was the problem it's, with touching the fish? It's nasty. It's fucking nasty. It's it's smelly and scaly, and it's just a big, gross thing. Listen, Kevin, you wouldn't fucking touch it. <laughs> I know that. I would never go fishing, so of course I would never do any of this. I'd never eat a fish, catch oh, a fish, or touch a fish. you don't know what you're missing. We had a really good time. We, Why you, wouldn't you go fishing? Because I find zero enjoyment in fishing. I, I don't get it. I think it's ridiculous. I think just sitting there with I, – I, don't, I, I just – I don't know. I just don't get it. I think it's dumb. That's just me, though. Well, I mean, it's not just sitting there. I mean, it's a whole thing. Dino took – we went out on the boat, and then there was one point where he has this special place he likes to go because it's really good for catching fish, I guess, because something with the – Hide and there's rocks and the fish and the fish like to come there and eat stuff. Who knows? But we're going there and we were gonna go over this bri- go under this bridge with the boat and we're getting close and he's like, my boat's not gonna fish. The tide is too high. And he's like, fuck. And then he pulls the U-turn and floors it. And that was exciting because he's going like, I don't know how fast it was. It was probably it was probably like 40 miles an hour if I had to guess. But yeah, but, uh, it's like a it felt like a lot faster because you're on, you know, it's not a huge boat. And, like, it's, you're, like, you're, you're, you got to hang on, you know? And then when another boat comes by and there's a wake, the, boat, the boat's fucking going, hopping up and down, like, three feet in the air. It was, uh, I was a little scared. I was a little scared. <laughs> um, but it was exciting. So it was exciting. Oh, I had a blast, and I can't believe how good that fish tasted. It was unfucking believable. That's because it was fresh. You've yeah, probably never, I mean, how, how, you've probably never eaten a piece of fish that fresh in your life. I guess not. I mean, yeah, you pull it out of the water. I mean, I could have ate it last night, but I ate it today, so it was only you know it was a day old fish, and I had it in the in the refrigerator. So yeah, it's pretty fresh. I had a blast, Kevin. I'm telling you, man, if you ever have a chance, even if you don't want to fish, just going out on that boat, that's not, it's nice. Uh, I mean, it's a little different, you know, for me, you know, because you're in the city the whole time, and then all of a sudden, you're still in the city, but you're out in the boat in the middle of nowhere, and it's very peaceful, and it, it was really a fantastic experience. Russ, Russ, if I went on that boat, I would vomit all over the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I get seasick. I would vomit all over it. You know, be like, "What the fuck?" And he throw me off the boat. It wouldn't last very long. Oh, oh. Well, if, if you get seasick, yeah, no question. The way he drives, you'd, you'd be getting seasick. Yeah. I mean, oof, it's so, no, I'm, yeah. So it was, it was, it was good. It was, it was excellent. I wouldn't get my excitement off the boat. I get my excitement off my motorcycle. You know, I went to a mod house uh, in Milford. Uh, it was Saturday. I went. And it's like, I don't know, it's in Milford, and I'm in the center of Connecticut. I mean, Milford's far. But I took, uh, what is that, Russ, uh, Merritt Parkway, 515 South, Boston Post. 15 is the Merritt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Merritt Parkway. Oh, boy, Dino, that was fun. 
I, uh, that was, was nice to drive on a bike. Oh, it was so much fun. I was I did like ninety ninety five all the way there. It was it was it was great. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, the, that the bike. Mirror Parkway <laughs> is probably the nicest road to drive. You know, the nicest highway you can drive on in the New York tri-state area. That and the Taconic. I mean, those are those are great driving roads. But uh, you're fucking nuts, man, going hundred miles an hour. I, 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 I you're crazy. That's not crazy. It's fun. Why is it crazy? It's just so deep. You're in a fucking bike. You have no protection whatsoever. You're I have a die. helmet on. Anything happens. Okay, you got a helmet on. So okay, so your head will be fine, but you'll be fucking ripped to shreds. I, I mean, uh, I'm not going to be ripped listen, to shreds. Lo- listen, the bike. I, I, I have. I that bike and I have learned about each other. We love each other. I know exactly what that bike can and cannot do, and it's fun. And uh, part of the excitement, I guess, you know, part of the excitement is that it is true. I mean, you could be going, and it's it, you could crash and just your life be over. But that's exciting. <laughs> to me, that's exciting. I find it funny that you think that's exciting. It is. <laughs> it's very exciting. Like, nobody can shake your hand, but you got no problem doing 100 miles an hour on a motorcycle. That's right. Well, that's different, because people have germs, and, you know, I, they, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Right, I'll tell you what. Good. I was behind... Get that. You want to talk about my OCD, how freaky it is? I swear to God this happened. I'm on my bike, and there was this truck in front of me. And, you know, it was like an, it was an SUV. It was actually like one of these big Cadillac SUVs. And I'm behind it, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes. So I'm just going to go around the guy. So I pull into the right-hand lane to go around him, right? And I see that the passenger has his fucking feet, his bare fucking feet, hanging out the window. So now my OCD starts going crazy, right? I'm going, oh, my God, oh, my God. His feet are hanging. His feet hanging out the window. What was on his toenails going to hit you? In the oh fucking yeah. Head what or was on his feet? What what blew back on me? But I have a helmet on, so I should be okay. But then again, I you know I have a t-shirt on. <laughs> I started having all this shit run through my head. It's so re- oh, it's ridiculous. And I'm, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> He's concerned. Uh... Concerned about the foot fumes. I don't know. I don't know what I was concerned. I just saw those bare feet. I freaked out. I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's weird. Well, listen, you not wanting right, to touch well, the hey, fish is just hey, as weird. So, there you go. You guys, you guys, you guys have a good show. Thanks a lot, Dino. Had a great time this weekend. All right, buddy. I'll see you. All right. Take care. How exciting. <laughs> had a good time. Oh, that's good. No, that's great. Listen, I would love to go on a boat. I just can't. I get seasick. I, I, I fucking throw up. I, I've, my, my parents used to maybe go on a boat sometimes because they want to go to, uh, I forgot where we went, but we'd have, to, we'd have to take a ferry. And I'd always barf all over the fucking ferry. And I always say, please, Billy, please. On a ferry? Yeah, we'd take the ferry. The fucking ferry would take us over, and I'd fucking throw up all over the place. And then when I was uh, in Florida, someone took me on a boat, and I was out there maybe three minutes, and I threw up all over the side of the boat, and I said, bring me back. I don't know. I just can't go on a boat. I'd love to be able to go on a goddamn boat, but I just can't. It it sucks. Russ was a trooper. He did a great job. Well, that is good. That is fantastic. All right, I got to call uh, Greg real quick. I want to bring Greg on because I want to discuss two things that happened this week. Then we're going to bring Freeze on because Freeze wants to promote something. I forgot what it was, but I know he wants to promote something. And beca- and, and I want to explain to the audience who Freeze is. We have a lot of new viewers or li- viewers. We have a, new li- a lot of new listeners that have no idea what he is or what he did or 
you know, Freeze played the greatest prank on Dino in, in the show's history. But uh, before I bring Greg on, you, you saw what CJ did, right? Dino. Yeah, what the fuck, you know, man? And, and somebody emailed me. Somebody emailed me. Oh, I bet you're not going to talk about that on your show now, are you? You don't want to upset your boss. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course I'm going to talk about it. That's gold right yeah, there. Yeah, here's CJ. <laughs> he was testifying at SB140, and he fucked up, and he said he supported the bill. Hang on. My name is CJ Cachelar. I own three vapor venues throughout California and VM Distribution, co-owner of ECC. Haven't touched a cigarette and going on six years already and support notblowingsmoke.org. I strongly support this bill. I'm sorry. Oppose this bill. <laughs> and the, did you see the video? There was a video someone did. I think it was United Vapors. And it, it said something like, did uh, CJ trick Senator Alito into opposing the bill? And then it's CJ saying that. And it, it's just the greatest video. I think it's a United Vapors. You got to check it out. I will. But uh, there's also a song that came out of this, Dino. Us, already. Us already. There's a song. CJ works quick. It's fantastic. I strongly support this bill. I no longer believe in it. I strongly support this bill. None of my sponsors believe in it. I strongly support this bill. I no longer believe in it. I'm sorry, oppose this bill. I'm sorry, oppose this bill. I'm sorry, oppose this bill. That's a great song. <laughs> I'm he not. Choked, he choked under the pressure. <laughs> I can't believe someone thought I would talk about it. Are you kidding me? That's fantastic. How can I not talk about it? That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm sure he's thrilled about it. Uh, you know, I, I actually talked to him. Uh, I think it was Friday I called him. And that's like one of the first things I said to him. I said, so CJ, uh, supporting, I didn't even get to finish what I said. He goes, yeah, 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 whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's heard it enough. But hey, we're just having fun with him. Hey, it's been the greatest promotion forever for Vapor (laughs) Vapor (laughs) Venue. You know, shit. Wonderful promotion. All right, hang on. I I got it because I know Greg's right. Waiting, I gotta bring him on. Hang on, where is this? I have to call. While I'm calling, we'll play your song. Hang on. People like this song. I got a lot of Biggie. emails over. Oh. oh. Biggie. But do you know oh. our song? <laughs> Biggie. Oh. There we go. I got it. Oh. Biggie. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's a new <laughs> I love that. I got more us coming too. I got four us from you. Hello, hey Kevin, Mr. Connolly. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. First, before we even begin everything, I have something to play for you from the entire vaping community in the United States and abroad. 
That is for you, sir. That is all for you. He deserves every bit of it. That is all for Mr. Connolly. <laughs> that is for you, my friend. I don't know how they I don't know how you cramped that many people into your apartment. Oh, that's okay. Only ten showed up. <laughs> the rest didn't care. <laughs> I invited a million, only 10 showed up. The rest didn't give a shit. They wanted to go get some new uh, e-liquid or buy a new mod. I want to thank you. Thank you for coming on. This is Greg Connolly, superstar of the American Vaping Association. And I'm having Greg on because there's two things I wanted to discuss that happened this week. Two wonderful things. Uh, SB 140 turned out good for vapors in California. Though it's not over, it turned out well. And then we had something happen with the FDA this week and the GOP, and I want Gray to go over it. But go over SB 140 first. So, I, you know, to explain to them what it was, what the bill was, and because of what happened the other day, what's happening with it now. Sure. SB 140 is a continuation of previous efforts in California to make e-cigarettes tobacco products under their retail laws and to ban them everywhere smoking is prohibited. And SB 140 uh, has been pursued by a San Francisco state senator by the name of Mark, Senator Mark Leno, and he has been a firebrand. He has been attacking these products, saying very unfair things, I actually had the opportunity to have a very short debate with him on MSNBC's Ed Schultz show a few months ago. And essentially this bill is a, is, is a prelude to taxation because in 2016 there is going to be a ballot initiative in California to tax, uh, add an additional tax on cigarettes as well as increase the tax on, quote, other tobacco products. And the people that want that on the ballot don't want to have to say a tax on cigarettes, other tobacco products, and e-cigarettes, because that could take away a couple percent of their vote. It's a lot easier for them to just make e-cigarettes, tobacco products, set it up so that it can be on the ballot as as tobacco products in 2016. Uh, And plus, they get the added benefit of getting to mislead and confuse smokers into believing these products are just like tobacco. We'd also have bad ramifications for online sales in California would require manufacturers needlessly to, uh, or rather retailers needlessly to buy through wholesalers. And events like ECC, bait meets, um, the the courtesy of a business owner allowing someone to use an e-cigarette where smoking is not prohibited, that would have been eliminated throughout the entire state of California. And so there was an important meeting. It had already gone through the Senate. There was an important meeting on Wednesday in Sacramento. I took a 6.30 a.m. flight to be out there um, to testify against it and mostly to be there in the event that tough questions were asked if anyone was trying to make news for themselves by going on the offensive. And the hearing went well. In the end, the bill stalled. They, the committee wish to remove e-cigarettes from being tobacco products. And the sponsor strenuously objected to that, despite the fact that even if they stopped making e-cigarettes tobacco products, the smoking ban still would have applied, 
various retail restrictions still would have, would, have, would have applied. The only thing different would simply be a label. So you can see that it's not about protecting youth. It's just about making e-cigarettes tobacco with a very clear intent that that makes it easier to tax them in the future. Right. And, you know, I have a question because I saw your testimony. And usually when you testify, you'll get questions after. Did you get I don't think you got any questions after, did you? I had one question shortly after I testified, but I've had plenty of states, sadly, where I go and I'm not questioned. You you have the benefit of seeing me in Connecticut, where the legislators seemingly just can't help but ask questions. Yeah, I mean, they I, at least here in Connecticut, I think they just look at Greg as like the expert when it comes to e-cigarettes, and they ask him all kinds of questions. I mean, it's it's endless the questions. It's phenomenal. I just I. Guess I assume they did that in other states, but apparently they don't, which I think is a mistake. Either that, or maybe they don't care, or they just have their minds uh, made up. I don't know. It seems. Correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but it seems like here in Connecticut, they want to do the right thing. They're just not sure yet, and I think maybe that's why they ask so many questions. Like they really do care to do the right thing. They're not. They just don't have their minds made up. Yes, uh, most of them, most of them, yes. And, and in the case of California, the, essentially the writing was on the wall the day before the hearing. I'd love to take credit for the, for the positive things that happened, but I was window dressing. I was insurance in case something was going terribly wrong. Uh, the committee chair and the co-chair both supported making e-cigarettes uh, a separate a separate category, right? And they put that in their committee report. And I don't know the statistics, but usually what the chairman and the co-chairman uh, want when they agree, um, usually that means um, usually that is what the committee ends up doing. Now, so that's something that's unique about California. But like now, essentially, this is just like. I guess the best way to put it is this is like a small battle there that has been won, but there's more battles. It's not over. I mean, it's, it's this fu- bill is technically still alive, and anywhere in the legislative process, you could do what's, what some call a gut and stuff. You take a bill. You could take a bill. It's about um, it's about funding for for preschool, and you could just do an amendment in some committee that strips out all the language and inserts new language. Uh, there could be procedural things in California that are different from other states, of course. I'm not, I'm not an expert. But there are, oh, until this session is over, and, and by the way, this bill will technically be alive in 2016 as well. It's not like they go home at some point in 2015 and it starts over again. This is a two-year uh, thing. So the battles in California have really just begun, and we're going to need... Uh, and, I, and I also want to credit um, the work of both Safada and Enjoy because Altria and Reynolds, uh, Reynolds hasn't lobbied on this thing for over a month. They seemingly gave up. Yep. Uh, just said, eh, you don't really care. And Altria, they hurt themselves by putting on their product. This is a tobacco product on their warning label. So how do you really... Uh, rebut that when you right. when your when your lawyers force you to do that um and, and joy was the first non 
tobacco company to get a lobbyist in California. I actually uh, introduced the person to the person who hired him. Um, and Safada has had a lobbyist on the ground for several months. They have been doing excellent work. I got to sit down and uh, have a um, have a drink with one of the lobbyists after the hearing. And there's a lot more work to be done, but it was very positive on uh, on Wednesday. And you know what? This you're bringing this up. And this is really important for, for every every state. And even out there that's listening in any state you're in, I can't tell you how important it is to have a lobbyist. I gotta thank Greg, gotta I gotta thank Safada, I gotta thank Cynthia Cabrera. We got together here in Connecticut. Unfortunately not all of the vendors, but a good amount of us got together. We contacted Safada. They made it so simple for us to get a lobbyist. So simple. They made the process so easy. We had this lobbyist, and thank God we had the lobbyist. Because I'll tell you something. Just a few weeks ago, you know, we, we had, a, I guess, the bill that they brought up was going through the Finance Committee, and uh, it was just going to be a permit. We'd have to pay, I think, four or $500 a year to have a permit to sell e-cigarettes. At the last minute, because uh, there was a bunch of shit here going on where Governor Malloy, people were complaining about these, the uh, current uh, – spending bill they put together or whatever. They put some sort of bill together to create money. Um, what happened was a lot of this this bill that they had was going to be taxing big corporations. I mean, just taking more money from them. So what big corporations started doing here is they started like, you know, saying, hey, you know what? If he's going to do this, we're going to leave. And people got panicked because they're like, holy shit, you know, that's a lot of job loss we're going to have if these big corporations leave. And then what Florida did was real, was sneaky. They sent someone up here from Florida to hold this conference for all the big corporations here and say, hey, why don't you come down to Florida? <laughs> come down and move down with us, man. We're not going to charge you all this and that and everything else. So Malloy had to redo the bill. And when they brought the bill back to redo it, they added an e-cigarette tax. They added a tax. And they did it at the last fucking minute. They literally did it days before they were going to approve all this. And because we had a lobbyist, Nicole, she found out about it and she worked on it and she got it thrown out. I, we would have we would have been screwed if it wasn't for her and having that lobbyist. And we and and Safada is the reason why having a Safada chapter and your state is so important. And I got to tell you something: as for working at a vape shop and for all the vape owners. Vape shop owners, it is a wonderful thing because they make it virtually so simple that you really don't have to do anything. They understand we're shop owners. We have a job to do. We have to run our businesses, and they make it so simple to do. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. And please, Greg, explain to them how important it is. We would have been so screwed if it wasn't for this lobbyist and having this chapter. I mean, it's been amazing. Yeah, even without – I've – been volunteering helping Safada with a few of their state chapters, especially ones in the Northeast where I am. And it has been very, very helpful to say the least as someone who tries to track and assist in any way I can in all 50 states uh, for the state legislative activities. And in Connecticut, that permit bill um, could have been a disaster. I'll, I'll just say, I'll just say that. Yep. And it was uh, rescued. Um, and there are, and it, yeah, I will add, I have been working with Safada for the past several months just as a volunteer because I recognize that for a lot 
of states. It, this is the best option available, undoubtedly, because unless you're lucky, like New Jersey, we that's not a Safada chapter, the Vapor uh, Vendors Retailers Coalition. They're a good, very good, very good group of people, uh, but they are fortunate that one of the companies there has an accountant who essentially, uh, accountant slash lawyer, who essentially has done all of the 501c filing and all of the yearly accounting, all of all that that can cost a lot of time and money to what can be a small group. Um, and Safada provides the overlying corporate for, uh, foundation that allows it to avoid having to create separate corporations for every single one of their state groups. Um, and yeah, that's just why I've been, I was just in Colorado and Denver two weeks ago and Colorado has been very fortunate in that there's been literally aside from a minor ban, no talk of vaping at the state capitol, but that's no guarantee. Uh, and that's actually a pretty good indicator that it might be coming up in 2016 for the first time. And so I want to get them organized and get them into a Safada's chapter and get somebody working on their behalf as well. Yeah, and that's another great thing, too, you bring up. Like, for example, we're going to be putting on this event in September to uh, raise money for a lobbyist. Uh, what's wonderful about it is when it comes to the money being raised, it just we have it all just go to Safada, and they take care of it. They take care of the lobbyists, so that's not a, we don't have to go and start a bank account and do this and that. And all this. It's so simple. Just all goes to Safada, and they take care of it for us. It is so, so wonderful. Hang on, Greg. You've got a phone call. Let me pick this up. Hang Let me see. Area code 201, you are on the air. Hey, sorry for hijacking your show again, Kev. Um, I was actually going to – it's Ross. I was going to call Greg about this, but seeing he's on the air, might as well just ask him now. I – I noticed a couple of things. Sorry to jump back to SB140, but during during the hearing, I noticed a couple of things, and he was actually there, so he'd probably have a better idea than just watching a video replay of it. Um, the first thing I noticed was that when everyone was like discussing and, and voting on the amendments, is there any chance, Greg, that some of those council people like didn't understand what they were voting on? Because I, I I think there were some that voted against having the amendment, uh, against having the, uh, you know, included as a tobacco product. I, I think they voted the wrong way. Am I just seeing things, or did you, did you have a sense of that as well? No. Most of them, they were, uh, they were kind of going along with the chairman, and they were finding ways to, to explain their votes. Um, some of them were... were weird machinations to to arrive at that conclusion, but in the end they arrived at the right conclusion, so that's fine with me. Okay. All right, well, here's the other thing I wanted to ask you about. It seemed that the, the, the one, that the main reason why the bill was uh, tabled and effectively defeated, at least for now, was because some of the members who really did seem to be like honest people trying to understand the issue, it seemed like those people were against having e-cigs as a tobacco product because of the zero milligram thing. You know, so one of the guys I remember, he was just like, you know, I'm, I, I, this is a good bill overall. I, I get it. I think we should do it. But I just don't understand. I, I can't wrap my head around 
these products that don't contain any nicotine being a tobacco product. That just doesn't make any sense to me. And so I got two questions about that. Number one, do you think that that is ultimately the biggest reason why this failed? And number two, is there then any um, fear that when they go another round at this, I think they know that too, if, if I'm right. Um, I think they know that too, and they could just simply write out zero milligram, and this will have no trouble passing at that point. Well, as I, as I pointed out, tobacco products under the FDA's definition have to contain nicotine, and so it didn't really connect because they don't understand e-cig technology, but I pointed out that my uh, Cool Fire 4, or whatever the heck I use, uh, would not be a tobacco product because it is not sold uh, it's not a component that contains nicotine. And so that's a point that the lobbyists, that that actually becomes some sort of rallying cry where we'll, we'll exempt zero milligram. Uh, for one, the industry's argument should be, uh, no, we don't want zero milligram products to be legally uh, sold and possessed by minors. Uh, and point two, um, these devices that we sell, we also do not want them in the hands of minors, but they're also not tobacco products. Well, I, under, I understand that, but do you think, so my question is, do you, do you think that the zero milligram part was the reason why this failed and then two? Oh, no. Is, is, is that, no? No, I think and, this failed. I think this yeah. failed uh, because there was a lot of advocacy on the issue, uh, a lot of calls received, and as well, you have a chair and vice chair that are sympathetic and um, they committee chairmen uh, have a lot of sway. Okay. Well, uh, you know better than me. I just noticed, you know, uh, at least a couple of people like really couldn't wrap their head and, and vote for it because of the zero milligram thing. Do you think, do you think, well, that's that why I'll say, sorry, Russ, that's why I'll say I'm very glad that I went because I was able to introduce that very, in my opinion, valid point into the dialogue, and that actually influenced where the debate went, whereas without it, you could have had people going on a soapbox before deciding to do their vote. Uh, and so I think that that helped the dialogue at the meeting. Well, I'm just trying to think like, um, like, like someone like Leno would possibly be thinking, and he knows that at least, he knows he lost at least some people because of the zero milligram thing. Um, so in order to not lose those people in the future, if they were going to go on another run at this, I would think that they would have that idea where they just say, all right, well, let's just forget about the zero milligram thing. Do you think that, do you think it's possible or, or, or not? Because it seemed to be important to him. I mean, do, do you think they I don't, good. I don't, I don't know if cancer, heart, and lung will ever accept a bill <laughs> that, um, a retail licensing kind of bill that has any segmentation for for e-cigarettes. Um, they would accept a a tax a bill that defines them all as tobacco products, but somehow says, for example, like we have in some states, where only products that contain nicotine have to go through a wholesaler. Uh, that that's that's one possible route where they're still t defined as tobacco, but the, the, they, they get to say, well, we're exempting them from this rule and this rule and this rule. So there are a lot of different 
routes that this could take. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks for all you do. Congrats. And, uh, yeah, go California. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Russ. Okay. So uh, another thing, too, real quick is I want to bring up uh, what happened with the uh, GOP this week uh, when they vote. Now, now, if I understand this correctly, what they voted on is that e-cigarette products would not have to be submitted to the FDA for uh, pre-market approval. Correct. They voted against an amendment that would have removed the part of the bill where they say that e-cigarette products already on the market won't have to go through pre-market approval. So this was a win, at least in the temporary. We do not know what will happen uh, in the Senate. Uh, The Senate Democrats are up in arms about a lot of things in the spending bills. And it appears President Obama is set to uh, use his veto pen and go into a all-out possible to the last minute funding type thing uh, where they could just pass a continuing resolution and move on and then we're back to square one. Uh, But that is a very, very good thing for the industry. Essentially, if you have heard of HR 2058, and if you have not, please go to CASA and act on their call to action for it. HR 2058 would move the grandfather date in the Tobacco Control Act to the date the regulation is finalized. Uh, and, w- and without that change, every single product on the market, 100,000 products plus, the manufacturer of every single product would have to submit a, uh, would have to have their products retroactively undergo pre-market review at a cost that a Wall Street Journal report recently pegged as two to ten million dollars per product, and it could be even worse for e-liquid because the FDA could set up unrealistic testing regimes where you need to have the tests on the vapor done for all these different devices at all these different wattage levels, etc., where the costs just keep growing and growing. Uh, but if this goes through, if we successfully move the grandfather date, um, there will still be tons of bad things from FDA regulation. It is in no way the perfect solution, but you will not start off square one two years from the date of the final regulation without this. Two years from the final date of the regulation, 99% plus of products will become, uh, nicotine-containing products will be illegal. Now, would uh, would that be just e-liquid, or would it be everything, like evic? I mean, uh, products and everything? It's unclear. The FDA's rule stated that if the accessory or component does not contain nicotine, it is not a tobacco product, but the FDA uh, could change their mind. And also, the big threat is that if these products are existing in a regulatory gray area, where the antis as well as R.J. Reynolds are able to go to politicians and say, yeah, their e-liquid may be regulated, and yeah, our, all our products are 100% regulated, but these devices, who the hell knows what's going on with those things because they've been able to evade FDA pre-market or FDA review of any kind. Um, so that also uh, would definitely begin to have an impact on this industry. 
Right. So, again, it was a victory, but it's still far from over. It's not set in stone. I mean, it could still... Correct. Like, and we know. still need, we especially need responsible vape companies, especially those in Republican or um, kind of blue dog, moderate Democrat districts to take meetings on H.R. 2058. And I'd be glad to help. I have some guides that, that I've written for, for vendors. Um we just need to get people aware of this issue because throughout Congress there have been a lot of meetings, but the uh, the idea that this is reality uh, just is not is this is not on the radar screen of right. many of your representatives, despite the fact that there are in some places in this uh, country hundreds of jobs at stake or maybe even thousands in a particular area like Orange County. Right. Well, I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, countrywide, tens of thousands of jobs, I think at this point, I mean, it would create massive job loss, including mine. I'd be out of a job. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. And I actually just, I actually just submitted to PolitiFact Florida. PolitiFact is a national uh, rating system where they, for certain states as well as national politics, they'll take statements of presidential contenders or senators or people running in elections, and they'll put it to the truth test, and they'll give it a rating. Well, Representative Debbie Washerman Schultz of Florida, if she is your representative down in Florida, beware that she wants to have all products, virtually all products removed from the market. Uh, she gave a speech, one, saying that the only reason flavors exist is to entice young people. And the second claim is where she said that there is there would be no harm, quote, from pre-market review. And then she went on to say that pre-market review would not, quote, kill the industry. And so I asked PolitiFact Florida in a fairly detailed email to review both those claims um, because they're either, in the case of the flavors and in the case of pre-market review doing no harm, blatantly false. And in the case of her saying it won't kill the industry, uh, it is very misleading. Right. All right. Well, Greg, number one, hooray for Greg. Hooray for Greg. I don't know where we would be if it wasn't for all the work you've been doing. Oh, my God. I don't know. Do, do you even have a life? Do you even like to get to, like, have days off or go out or just enjoy life? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I enjoy life plenty from the, the sanctity of my office or a plane with a window seat. I did get upgraded to first class on the, the way back uh, from, from Sacramento to Atlanta on an overnight flight. So that is one of the, the, the status on Delta is one of the perks of, of this job. <laughs> so you, get to fly, you get a first class flight every once in a while. Well, I guess it's better than nothing. But I mean, geez. Yeah, we give him enough money. Might as well upgrade me at some point. Right, exactly. But hooray for Dino, hooray for Greg. Hooray! <laughs> Wait, Dino has one thing he wants to say about this because I know he's been listening very, very closely. He does have to say something. Oh, that's sure. All he, that's all he had. Did you hear him? He'll say it again. I listen oh. to everything he says. <laughs> Asshole. But, but when you're talking, this is what's going through Dino's mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> know what's going on. <laughs> All right, Greg. Well, thank you for taking time out to come on. Thank you so much. 
uh, president of the American Vaping Association, and I encourage any vendor out there to get your fellow vendors together and contact Safada and make a chapter for your state. It has been the greatest thing we've ever done here. And if any any vendor at all out there in the country has any questions about it or wants to know about it, they can email me, Kevin at VPLiveNetwork.com. You can also contact Greg. How can people contact you, Greg? Well, you know, Facebook, also email gconley, C-O-N-L-E-Y, at vaping.info. And that Twitter. Watch Greg's Twitter because sometimes he has battles with people and they're fun to watch. <laughs> yes, at, at Greg THR. And I will add, actually, that if you are in Massachusetts um, on Tuesday, I will be going to Boston, taking an early morning flight, to testify against a, a host of anti-e-cigarette bills, including one um, that would shut down the entire industry in Massachusetts by requiring uh, toxicology data on the vapor produced by every single vapor product being sold in the state. Um, It's a ridiculous bill that pretty much is trying to copy what certain states did to cigarettes years ago, but they don't recognize that there are great differentials in the technology and the, the guidelines and the acceptable standards and such. They don't exist. So it's similar to what Connecticut faced a couple of years ago. So if you are in Massachusetts, come out on Tuesday. Casa.org has the details. If you can't go, send an email through Casa.org to your reps. Has everybody got that? Listen to what Mr. Connolly says. It's very, very, very important, especially if you're in Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts is tough. They're very, very tough. They've been very tough, and they're not going to let up. And because they're so tough, there's not a whole lot of vape shops. I mean, people are just scared at this point to open up a shop, and I understand why. I mean, it's it's nuts in Massachusetts. But uh, thank you. Correct. I was shocked to see that, that somebody estimated that there are 70, um, which I, like, is amazing, even with the, the size of Massachusetts. Right. But, yes, thank you for having me, and thank you for listening, and have a good night. Thank you, Greg. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Hooray for Greg. Oh, it's wonderful, Dino. It's wonderful this guy's doing. He's amazing. Are you awake, Dino? (laughs) You're such an asshole sometimes. Listen, you're the one who said, listen. You you know that I keep quiet when we fucking talk about (laughs) shit like this. You're the one who said a long time. Listen, I understand. I'm just playing with you. All right, what I want to do first is before I bring Freeze on, I want people to understand how you and I, um, came across freeze now because we do have a lot of new listeners that that don't know we have a lot of new listeners since this happened yeah, uh, like six extra people yeah. <laughs> yeah no I'd say uh, this is probably about a year ago maybe a little over a year ago um, there was this thing going on that was all over the media it was called the knockout game and what it was was these kids were just walking around and they were just punching people they were filming it and they were just punching people and the fucking just punching them and trying to knock them out the whole point of the game was you punch somebody without them knowing and hopefully they get knocked out now dino was irate over this game i mean i was a lot of us were we were just we just couldn't believe it you know people just walking around and suck they essentially sucker punch somebody and fucking uh knock them out now women they would yeah it was do yeah. men women old uh, senior citizens everybody they just walking around knocking people out it was terrible so i told dino that I was having a one of these kids come on the show. 
and he wanted to explain, you know, why he does it. And I said he had a YouTube channel and he walks around and he does this. So I told Dino this kid was coming on and uh, Dino fell for it hook, line and sinker. I mean, he really thought this this was a kid who does this. So for people that haven't heard it or people that don't remember, here's Dino talking to this who he thinks is a kid, but it's really freeze pretending to be a kid that he thinks does this <laughs> does this knockout game. Here, here is Dino yelling at a 16-year-old who he thinks is a 16-year-old for doing the knockout game. It's my turn now? Yes, it's your turn. Frankie, you, hey, you, hit, you, hit, you hit guys from behind or you hit them in the fr- from the front? It, it actually just depends. Uh, most of the time it's trying to be from kind of behind from the side, okay? Because, you know, I'm swinging around. I'm not trying to hit you in your jaw from behind. I'm trying to come from kind of like the side. Uh, but sometimes they turn around and it's right in the fucking face. And and you you're from New York. You live in the five boroughs. I mean, I sound to me like with your accent, we're from the same spot. Yeah, I know. It's pretty pretty unbelievable because I'm really you know I grew up in this in my neighborhood. I live in the Bronx, by the way, and I grew up in this neighborhood. Nah, and... nah, nah, that ain't a Bronx thing. So you're from Staten Island. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not from the Bronx. I just want to say something real quick. When we were talking about this before we did it, Dino, I said do two things. I said, keep on telling you he's from Staten Island because I'll drive him nuts. And, <laughs> and and call him a guinea because that'll make him mad. So that's why I kept on saying you were from Staten Island because I told him to I told him to say that because I know how much you love Staten Island. Here, let me finish playing. But you got, here's you the sound thing: like a guinea to me, are you not? It, what do you what what are you gonna do? Eventually, you keep doing this. More than likely, you're gonna get, you're gonna get pinched. You're gonna get arrested. When I, when you get arrested, and you get sent to the can. Mm-hmm. How is it going to feel when you're getting fucked in your ass every goddamn day for doing Listen what you're doing now? Because that's what's going to happen to you. I'm going to be the one doing the fucking. Yeah, I could see that. I'm going to tell you right now. I, you know, I'll the, the, the sorry thing is, is that you haven't hit punch. anybody that can turn around. Because I, I tell you right now, you deserve a fucking knife in your eyeballs for what you're doing. Do That's I? what you deserve. Listen, Grandpa, what do you think? You're some kind of Staten Island Popeye? No, I'm not from here. Staten Island. You know I'm, I'm from the Bronx. And I'll tell you right now, I would gladly fucking meet you anywhere. Oh, and you? fucking show you what oh, you're really fucking well, made of. Funny, you know. You know. I think you're just a bitchuation over here. You fucking goop. You goddamn mm-hmm. wop. What are you? Who the fuck are you? I'll beat the fuck out of your ass, you, buddy. I would. I. I would love. Love you, you to try. I'll tell you what. I'll meet you. I up would at the love Staten for you Island to try. Senior Citizen Center because I know you love to hang out there. You fucking ass <laughs> faggot. And I will beat the living dick out of you. You're gonna be. I'm feel? gonna tell you. To mark my words. Just remember. Remember my name, Dino. When you're getting poked Dino. in the ass every day when you're in the camp. I'll tell you what. Because that's what's uh, going to happen to you. What is this? You're going to get, you're going to be somebody's shows, bitch. I'll take one of your cigarettes, I'll shove it up your dick hole. You're going to you be that, somebody's bitch faggot. one day. Do you realize that? You know, you're that's like one of those be somebody's kiddies, bitch. Aren't you? aren't you one of those guys who thinks that he's all young and You'll be shining my fucking fruit? shoes one day, you pussy motherfucker. Oh, I'm the pussy. Look at you. You're, you're cussing out a six-year-old over the radio. How do you feel, Grandpa? You're a fucking you punk. You deserve everything you get, you fucking worthless piece of shit. You are I the biggest ego I've ever heard in my I entire smack, fucking life. I wouldn't even get punch the radio. you the fuck. I'd slap the shit mouth. out of you. You're a fucking little fucking punk is what you are. Okay, Fight a field you know man, where, hey, you hey, fucking hey, hey. You, know you know where Tottenville High School is down there in, in the Staten Island? I don't. I'm not from Staten Island, but I'll find it. You fucking yes, bitch. Yes, you are. Fuck you. You're from Staten Island. You fucking guap. Shut up. You're a oh guinea. I'm a guinea. Yeah, I'm a guinea. You're I'll right. I'm a time. Where do you want to meet up? I'll meet you there Tuesday. Tuesday. Where you? Anyway, buddy. I. You. You. So, this is so ridiculous. This is so ridiculous that you. Your fucking brain 
that actually even fucking thinks like this. That you 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 think that somebody's gonna respect you for what you're doing? You are fucking gonna, gonna be known. Anybody with fucking. any fucking sort of scruples in their fucking mind would know what a fucking punk motherfucker you really are. The only oh, reason oh, oh. you you're a tough guy is because everybody you fought, you fucking hit them from behind. Hit Not somebody from the front man. one day and when they stick a fucking knife in your eyeball, and you'll see so how that fucking like feels. That. What's that? If I failed, my people would beat my ass. Did you miss that? I've gotten my That's ass. I heard that. That's a bunch of uh, fucking you, bullshit. With you, I would you never should fail. walk up to a guy. And I don't need to talk about guy, a knife and an eyeball. My guy, you want to be a tough guy? Asshole. Pick the guy and go face to face with him and see what the fuck happens then. I've gone face to face with plenty because I'm so good at knocking people the fuck yeah, out. Please. I fucking, so I know, fighting. I know a million guys like you. You're gonna be the fucking bitch crying, like fucking washing somebody's underwear in a fucking game. What do you got? Some fucking Alzheimer's? Where are you from? Staten Island. What do you know? No, Nothing. the Bronx, buddy. Where are you the going? Bronx. No way. The Bronx. I'm from. No, you're not. I fucking swear to God, I would love for you guys to try that fucking shit on me one day. You get run over with a fucking car. Yeah, from the Bronx. Okay. The Bronx, the Bronx people don't talk like a fucking wop. They don't talk like a Guinea. They're not a bunch of faggots. You're a faggot. You're from Staten Island. Okay. If that's I, I, every, all right, whatever you say is fine. I just can't. I, I really wish I could fucking see the day that you're fucking, you're getting bent over, sucking a fucking cock, all right, for the shit that you fucking did. Because that's what you're going to oh, deserve. Yeah, well, okay, you're from the Bronx. What high school did you go to then? I never went to high school, my friend. Ah, so you like. Kind of like my, most of my friends. I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, uh, no, you know no, where, I'm not like your uh, friends. You, know you and your is? friends are a bunch of jerk-offs. That's Ass the Avenue? difference. You and your friends are a bunch of fucking jerk-offs. Hey, you That's know where Ass Avenue is? Excuse me? You know where Ass Avenue is down there? Christopher sure, Columbus I know Island. where Ass Avenue is. Of course. Well, how about Tuesday, 6 p.m.? Say that again. Tuesday, Tell me what? fucking tough guy you are. Tuesday, 6 p.m. outside of Christopher Columbus High School. Let's see how much of a big fucking baller you are, yeah, there, old pre- man. Go, go, you think, go there, you, please. You think you're fucking please go there. Nigga, I'll see you there at six o'clock Tuesday. Yeah, okay, no problem. And when I'm done beating your ass, I'm gonna stuff your face with fucking pizza because that's all you fucking worth. <laughs> you fat old fuck. Oh my god, this kid is too fucking much. Okay, I think I need. This to, kid is too much. I think I need to stop this. <laughs> you remember that, Tino? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> That was Dino. That was that was gangsta Dino. <laughs> yes. So that's how uh, we were introduced to Freeze. And Freeze, call in now. Go ahead and call in. I'm going to bring you on. There's something that he wants. To, what does he want to promote? I forgot. Please. He ha- he holds an event. No. Uh, oh, that's right. They're having an event, and he wants to promote in it. Somewhere in the south. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the good old south. <laughs> Y'all, you forgot the y'all. Jeannie is very uptight. Why do you say that? Because she's writing in the chat that it's still not funny. Oh, that was... I thought it was fucking hysterical. That was hilarious. Jeannie, you don't have a sense of humor. You gotta do it to Jeannie one time. (laughs) Yeah, we should. Well, Jeannie had had the uh, vaping witch uh, Santa Fe guy call her up, and uh, I thought that was fantastic. Wasn't as good as this, but it was uh, it was pretty close. Hang on. She got mad at somebody too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got mad because this guy he was mad because um, he went into Starbucks and they kicked him out. They said he couldn't vape in there, so he wanted to be uh, a vigilante and just vape in there anyway. And uh, 
He thought it was bullshit that he couldn't vape in Starbucks, and uh, she got in his face and set him straight. Well, Russ called in first and yelled at him, and then uh, Jeannie started uh, going off on him. But uh, I don't know how you don't think that's funny, Jeannie. you got to get a sense of humor. Hang on, let me pick up the phone. Hello, Freeze, is this you? Hey, how you doing, slap nuts? <laughs> slap nuts. <laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, I remember that day like it was yesterday. Yes. Uh, I remember the chat being so mad. The chat was blowing up. People were so pissed, and they were cheering Dino on and talking so much shit about Frankie. It was hilarious. <laughs> I know. What I, I remember? I remember how I was picking up my glass of water, and it was spilling because my hands were shaking so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then yeah, you... I think I called back in and told you it was me, and you're like, my blood pressure, I'm fucking furious, I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, then you know what Dino does? Dino decides to get me back a few months later and risk my health by sending me a fucking K-fund that's wicked with fucking tampon, which was absolutely ridiculous. Now, what, had, what do you think of that, Jeannie? You think that was funny? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she probably thought that was funny. That was hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. She said you deserved that. <laughs> so, so how's it going, man? How you been? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm really good, actually. Um, I want to thank Dino. First of all, here live on the air, I use the Velocity exclusively. I have two of them. Fucking love this thing. If people haven't bought one, they need to get one from your second run. It's my favorite atomizer of all time. It's oh. not going to buy you more time on the show, but so <laughs> get to the point. Get to the point. <laughs> no, but I'm being real, man. When I saw you the VPX and you let me try it, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. And then I bought them and fucking love them. We got two of them. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah, no, Best I agree. Atomizer great. On the market, man. Yeah, they are great. So there's an event. There's a, a Vapor, Vapor Slam. Is that what it is? No, Vapor. Vape Mania. Vape Mania. Vapor I don't know where Slam I am. Vapor Slam is our spring one. Yeah, we do, two a, we do two a year. Spring is Vapor Slam. Fall is Vape Mania. Okay, so you have Vape Mania, and it's happening. Uh, when's it going on? September 4th, 5th, and 6th, Labor Day weekend. Okay, so it's Labor Day In, weekend. Uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I've never been. I've driven through North Carolina, but I've never actually stopped and, like, visited North Carolina. So it's, it's like going to Tennessee. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> uh, yeah, with more smokers. Um, no, one of the things a lot of people have talked about who have come to our prior events is how they really were expecting, you know, they didn't know what to expect out of the South, out of North Carolina, out of a place like that, and they really ended up enjoying themselves. So it's always cool to see that, you know, because North Carolina has kind of one of these weird raps. <laughs> you know, people kind of joke about it. I mean, here in the South, we joke about West Virginia. I imagine the North, you just joke about the South. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, everybody, they all think it's all the same thing. <laughs> well, no, you know, I lived in Florida for a while, so I know it's not the same thing. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely different. I get that. But yeah, Dino's on that thought. He's just it's all the same. One whole South, all the same. I get that. So it's happening in uh, when's this, where now. Where's it taking place? It's a place called the Benton Convention Center. It's uh, it's actually going to be our last time in this venue for two reasons. One, we've outgrown it. Um, and two, they're doing a reconstruction on the whole thing next year, renovation. So Gotta we're looking the at bond. different places for next year. <laughs> 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 they're upgrading with, uh, they're now they're getting an air conditioner. <laughs> they're putting in an AC. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, it's a 50,000 square foot venue uh, just inside the hall. Um, but the venue itself is much, much larger than that. And we have pretty much free reign over the whole thing. And um, it's just pretty exciting. Uh, last year, or at Vapor Slam earlier this year, we had 
141 vendor spots. Um, we had, you know, over 4,000 people through the door. And, of course, we do free entry. It's one of the things we do different than a lot of the conventions in the country is we do not charge for people to come in. Mm-hmm. And I think people really dig that, and I think it promotes them wanting to spend more money with the vendors, and that's, to me, the most important because I believe in the growth of the, the growth of the industry as another way to help fight things that are happening with these state senators and stuff. When you go, look, this industry is booming. You know, you need to not lose all these fucking jobs. I think that's another part of it that we're fighting. Let me ask you this. You know, cause believe you, in the growth. You've been doing these for, what, a couple of years now, right? Our, uh, you, this will be our third national convention, but we did do smaller ones before, small little meets before that, yeah. Are, are, the, are the convention attendees getting smaller than before just for the mere fact that there's so many conventions now? I mean, I know years ago there maybe would be one or two, maybe three. Now it seems like every week there's a convention. So, I mean, is, is it, is it, are they not getting the attendance they used to get because there's so many, or is it still maintaining? For, I, I understand what you're saying, and I've heard that from other ones. From ours, we have not had that experience yet. We've only grown. Um, I, I think he has third. an advantage, um, not to interrupt you, but I think that Freeze's event has an, a little advantage to the other ones because he, his event is a big event, and I'm only going by what I've heard. It's a big event. And he handles it kind of like the vape bash and the vapor cons, where he puts tables in the middle of the room. It's more of a a vape meet than I guess you like a trade show like the ECC and the VPX events are. And it's more of a personal event, I think, at, at least from what I've seen and heard. Yeah, but I, you're you're fifty percent right. Um, what our convention is actually both. Uh, the the room is split into half. Without a divider, it's just a set of stairs. On the bottom half of it, we have the rows of booths like you'd be used to an an expo. And on the top, we have the VaporCon setup of booths around it with seating. Because I think seating is super important. I think that's one of the things that a lot of these big expos are missing out on is the, the fact that a lot of people like to stay and hang out and be part of something. And I think that part of the community aspect is lost on these bigger ones. I mean, one of the things, I went to another national this year, Dino, I saw you there, and one of the things I really hated was that there wasn't seating. I couldn't sit down and just take a load off, but I wanted to stay the whole time, you know what I mean? And I think that's super important. So for us, we do both. We have a huge section that's rows and rows of booths. And then we have a huge section that's just tons of tables, chairs in the round with the booths around it. So we do both. We call it where where Expo meets convention. That's actually how we title that. Now, are you going to have something like where reviewers wrestle each other or, or arm wrestle or, I, I don't know, something like that? Because I, I'll well, make a suggestion. You're, you're, if you're going to do that, uh, then I think – Well, hang on, hang on. I want to make a suggestion. If you're going to do it or okay. do anything like that this year, I think you should have a boxing ring. And you should mm-hmm. do boxing, do a three-round match, and it could be Dino and Vapor Joe. <laughs> okay. Right, listen, first of all, I would pay to see that fight. I I can't go more than one round. That's for, first of all. Really? I've sparred before. Well, how have you been married second so of long? all, second of all, I stopped fighting with my hands a long time ago. So we're using baseball bats or fucking <laughs> or knives. Baseball bats. Yeah, you bring that baseball bat, you pussy. Um, <laughs> last year, uh, day Mania 14, we did an arm wrestling match with Grim Green for the World Heavy Vape Championship, so we did get to that. Would you, um, who who wrong was A girl? <laughs> no, it was a dude from the South who called Grimm out. It was this whole like online thing. It was pretty fun. It was fun to watch it unfold as a story, much like in the wrestling world. It was kind of cool. People got behind it. 
they were on team. Like, it was really dope. Um, then in Vapor Slam, we did the Roast of Grim Green, uh, which has a couple, like, 20-some thousand views on YouTube. It's pretty awesome. If you want to watch it, just skip to me for, like, 44 minutes, and then you'll be entertained. Um, and then this year, we decided to do something a little bit different. Uh, because our brand names are associated with wrestling and Vapor Slam and Vape Mania, for those that don't know, it's SummerSlam WrestleMania. We did that very much on purpose. Um, we were reached out to by a southern wrestling company called PWX. And so what they have done is they've rented the upstairs from our convention and will be throwing wrestling all three nights, uh, including an all-girls a uh, couple hours with all-women wrestlers, I think, on Sunday. Can you have a match? So we will where, actually have wrestling. Can you have a match where Vapor Joe wrestles a girl? <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you, here's the truth, man. I've been going to those guys at PWX, begging them to let me have some matches with some Vapors. <laughs> like CJ and Andrew from Vapor Trail and VWO, they're actually trained. Uh, they were prof- like semi-professional wrestlers. They used to get paid to wrestle. That's how they met. And I really wanted to let them get in the ring. And the issue is just liability with insurance and stuff like that. You know. Somebody could get hurt, blah, 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 blah. So that's, Will they have that's the truism. Wrestling? Uh, this one does not. Uh, we do have a midget wrestling troupe that comes around this area that's owned <laughs> by Hulk Hogan. Uh, so that's a true story. But, no, uh, they're just going to have, I think, regular wrestling matches. There's going to be some famous wrestlers there, uh, divas, which are females, you know, basically naked wrestling in the ring. What, what more could you want? Um, and it's just it's upstairs, away from the convention, but it's there if people want something else to be entertained by. You know, so you're I mean, gonna have some uh, people dig just a drink and fucking watch people beat the show of each other. How, uh, this year, are you gonna let kids in, or that's all? <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling one of you guys were gonna bring that situation up. Uh, we've been 18 and up strict from the beginning. Uh, our folly with the first one was there's so many doors into that building, yeah. and I did not hire enough staff to watch all the doors. And so some people, some some people's kids got through somehow some way it was very few i didn't even see them but from what i was told after the event there was like two or three and we have i've hired more people and that was not even a thing in vapor slam that's because all the kids were hanging out at the so, table where the girls were flashing their boobs <laughs> <laughs> another thing another thing that was kind of mis, mis misrepresented uh yeah there's two ladies that showed their bra for some free juice and two weeks later at ecc i was sending pictures of a bunch of topless women winning free mods but nobody said a word about that um, so, and I feel sometimes like there's a target on my back. I'm not going to lie. Cause that was brought up when I've seen the things and other things, but you know, it is what it is, man. I keep per- persevering. Our well, you know that vape, vape, and vape meets are a very hedonistic fucking atmosphere. Yeah. I, we expect them to be. It's 18 and up. I don't have a problem with the girl showing her tits on a vape meet. I'm only kidding. It's just some reason somebody <laughs> felt the need to openly call out my company for it. For something that actually wasn't even on my control. It was a vendor that had it happen, and they weren't even thoughtless. She was she had an ugly nipple, but you could only see a little bit of it out of her bra. Well, you I, know, but it wasn't me. Well, I, I tell had you, to do with that. I tell you what, if you have uh, one of these female wrestlers uh, wrestle Vapor Joe for this Vape Mania, then Dino and I will be there. <laughs> well, really if I could make that happen, and- you don't understand. If I could, I would. Even if it's not Vapor Joe, if I could just have somebody in the vaping community. I had this idea quite a few years ago. Dino was selling his Copperhead mod at VaporCon, so that's the year it was. I guess 2013. Yep. And I'm sitting there with CJ and Andrew, Phil Vassardo, and I'm pitching them this idea where CJ and Andrew, the VWO, come to our convention, and the first night they fuck shit up after everybody leaves. 
but not like in real life. But you know what I mean? Like the NWO where they come in and spray paint shit, they toss tables, they create this huge beef, and then we would have a match uh, with Grim Green or Gobasardo like being the referee. And it ended up never happening, but it was something we talked about way back then. And then now we're actually going to have a wrestling ring. It's just I can't let them actually wrestle. I wish I could. See, Bizarro was right in with that fucking wrestling shoot. He's got the tan and everything. Oh, yeah, he was about it. (laughs) Yeah, he was about it. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I went up to VPX, uh, ECC, and uh, CJ and Andrew brought their wrestling ring over there. And the day before the convention, we got in there and we shot a commercial uh, for Vape Mania about me training. And I have it, and I'm going to post it to chat if you want to see it. It's a trailer where I'm in a wrestling ring. Uh, It looks like a Rocky montage. I'm training for Vape Mania. I'm training for the convention. Um, and it's just really stupid, but it's fun. You know, we want to do something different and fun. And so that's what that is. Um, but that's the only time I've ever stepped in a wrestling ring. <laughs> well, how about this? How about you and Vapor Joe get in the wrestling ring and you sit on Vapor Joe? <laughs> I mean, I would. I mean, and, and, and Vapor Joe's a good sport, man. He'd do it. If it, meant, if it meant like it was funny, if it meant like there was something to it and it made sense, he would do it. He, you know. Um, we had talked to him about doing an arm wrestling match, and the guy who had called out Grim Green is no longer affiliated with the company he's affiliated with, and so we couldn't make that stuff happen. But, the, you know, we're always talking about how can we do something different that nobody's doing. You know, nobody else has had something like this at their convention where there's something completely separate going on but part of the same event, if that makes sense. Right. And so that's why upstairs we're going to have wrestling going on at night. Uh, when, it, when people are kind of done with the convention, they have the option to go watch some wrestling if they want to. On top of that, we are going to have a few workshops. Um, uh, Stephen De- Stephen Deck from Not Blowing Smoke will be there doing one on activism and advocacy and how you can uh, participate, whether you're a shop owner or a vapor, just a regular person. Joe Barnett from the militia will be doing something very similar. Um, our NC Safata has finally started. Uh, I was going to start it myself, but I'm glad somebody else did it because I just don't have the time. And he's running that. He's bringing our lobbyists. And they're going to be doing a panel for people there, which is really cool. And then we'll have Grim Green doing one on growing YouTube and Vapor Joe doing one on online marketing your vaping business. So we've got some cool workshops for people, something for everybody, I think. Um, and all the money is going to activism, is going to not blowing smoke, NC Safada, or vaping militia. And you know what? I'm sure. Of those workshops you go to. And you know what? Of those workshops, I'm sure a whole five people will show up. <laughs> well, well, that's why, that's why I rolled the workshops free into our VIP package. So people were asking for extra swag bags and VIP, and we didn't know what that meant. And so what we decided to do was go to our top three sponsors and ask them to give a bunch of free shit. And then we decided to give free tickets to these things where that money we make off the VIP, the full 50, is going to be donated to these activism and, 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 and associations. So either Not Blowing Smoke, uh, Militia, or NC Safada. And so that's what we've done to kind of get people in the door to watch these workshops. So, so you know, you said because something. Think, is... Especially these activism ones. I think they're important, man. Well, they're I'm important. You, they're, they're very important. important. So I, listen, Freeze, I agree with you. Yeah. They're very, very important. Just most people don't give a shit. But but you said something very interesting. You're right. You you said that Joe's going to be doing a workshop on affiliate marketing or just on, on marketing? No, on online marketing. <laughs> just online at all in general. <laughs> he should be doing one. Why is he doing on affiliate marketing? He's the greatest affiliate marketer ever. He should do one on affiliate marketing. That's what. I'm sure it'll be part of it because he is. And he admits that. And he has no shame of that. The guy is. But we just, when we went to him, we said, No, well, he doesn't admit that, Freeze. On, on Freeze, he does business. not admit that. He says, I don't sell anything. I don't sell anything, he says. That's insane. He's an affiliate marketer. He sells all kinds of shit. Do you know that he called up a while ago into the show? Did you hear this? And he, he this, you want to hear yeah. what he said to Dino? This, this is what he said when he called in. Listen to this. 
You have such a great show. Then he said this. It's like magic. Then he told this to Dino. You're like the Steve Jobs of vaping. And then he told this. I love your show. And then he said. The best show in vaping. I mean, that's that's crazy, right? I would never thought. (laughs) (laughs) You're hilarious. (laughs) Look. We can, we you know, people can not, people don't like him, people like him, it's whatever. <laughs> At the end of the day, the guy gets the most views as a vaping website besides Fast Tech. He does not anybody. get the most views, it's so a, a lie. But uh, Freeze, why do you buy that? It's a lie. ECF gets 10 times more views than he does. I've already proven this, I've seen the Alexa ratings. He's just because he says it doesn't mean it's true. But I don't want to talk about vaping drugs, it's gonna drive me fucking nuts, and I just don't even want to. Okay. It's going to drive me crazy. Okay. So anyway, so you have Vape Mania coming up. It's going to be in, uh, say that again, September, right? Labor Day weekend. Yeah, September 4th, 5th, and 6th. September 4th. Mm-hmm. Dino, Labor Day weekend in North Carolina. Dino, are you going to go? Uh, I really would like to go. Uh, it, the, it's all timing with, the, with work. You know, It's one of those things I'll have to decide the last minute. Right. But it's definitely on my list of, of the ones I want. I won't be going to any more uh, events that are... Uh, expo based, you know, ex- expo style anymore. So something like this is something I'd like to go to. And you're going to watch the wrestling? But I, pre- I appreciate that, Dina. Uh, nah, I'm not interested <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> no wrestling. And, 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 and Kevin, I know that pe- there's a lot of people not interested in wrestling, and that's why it's not in the main hall. It's on right, a completely right. separate floor. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's listen, I I, I do I, I get there's some people that are into it. I I was into it when I was ten years old, and I just got out of it. But I understand there are some people that are into it, um, and they just like it. And and you know, and, it, and it's kind of you know, Freeze does a podcast too. You know that Dino, right? He does a podcast. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yo, he does a podcast. In fact, in fact, Freeze. I was reading the uh, vape uh, magazine. There's some vape mag. We get all the vape magazines sent to our store. I mean, we get tons of them. And there was a vape magazine, mm-hmm. and they did an article on Freeze and his podcast. And apparently, Freeze, or from what the article said, they've got like 250,000 listeners. I mean, they're. We had 250,000 listens last year. Oh, 250,000 listens. Oh, yeah, that's not what they say in the article. The article, they made it sound like you said you had 250,000 listeners, and I'm like, well, damn, that's okay. That's not yeah. bad. I mean, we're not, it's not close to Dino and I, but, you know, you're, you're getting there. <laughs> sure, of course. Yeah, you guys, yeah. No, no, it was, was 250,000 listens in 2014. So, so you have 250,000 listeners. I, want, I got three words for you. Where's my check? <laughs> I have that same question. Where's my check? But uh, yeah, I mean, you do, I and it seems like your podcast is like the, uh, it's like people that are into that, like people into wrestling and you know into that whole thing. It seems like that's kind of well, like well, your core audience. That's what's funny is our show. We don't even talk about wrestling. I mean, I, I don't know why we people would have branded us as a wrestling podcast. That's very rare. Um, more so when we first started, there were times where it was brought up a lot. Um, but I can't even remember the last time we talked about wrestling in general. I mean, we talked about Dusty Rhodes when he died. Um, because it was kind of big. Even if you didn't know wrestling, you pretty much knew who Dusty Rhodes was. He was pretty universally famous uh-huh. just for who he was. Um, and, thing, and, you know, Ultimate Warrior as well. These are guys that were outside of wrestling famous. When Hulk Hogan dies, you know who Hulk Hogan is, you know. And, I mean, really it's an entertainment show. It's a, You know, I'm a comedian. I mean, Dino was on the phone with me for an hour as a fucking, as a, you know, a Yankee. Didn't even know who he was. You know what I mean? He thought he was real. 
you know, that's just what I am. So it's really just the entertainment show, and we have vaping sponsors, and we, we talk about things in vaping that are important, like activism and advocacy when those things are needing to be talked about. Um, constantly asking questions, you know, trying to pose things so people can question themselves on things. And then, you know, it's just fun. It's just a fun show, you know. And a lot of people when we first started didn't understand a pre-recorded podcast, but, I mean, I'm sure, Kevin, you're aware, podcasts are a very large growing industry. Yes. It's huge. Podcasts are huge. And people like that they can listen to their radio on demand. They can listen to it when they're driving or when they're at work. And they don't have to sit in front of the screen and watch it on YouTube or what have you. So that's why we chose that medium. Well, I mean, and it's a, working well for us. I mean, in a sense, this this is a pre-recorded podcast. I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of the people that listen to it listen to the replay. I mean, you know, Correct. very very few, right. almost nobody listens to it live. I mean, I do it live, right. and you know, they can listen because you know I like to do it where I don't edit anything out. I don't want anything edited. I just want everything right. in there. Whatever happens, happens. I think that's what and, makes it good and, and real. And I mean, that's, and that's the same thing with ours. We don't edit anything out, but the difference is we just don't have participation. That's the only difference. Yeah, that's literally the only difference between our show and yours is we don't have crowd participation. Now we've done call-in shows where we'll post like, "Hey, we're recording. You can call in." Uh, we do ask us anything threads so people can ask us questions, and then we pick the best one, and they win something. You know, we do stuff like that to get the participation. We have them email in a horrible, a horrible story, or like to tell us the worst time your parents found you having sex, or whatever, just to do stupid shit. And it's always fun. It's always exciting when we do shit like that. But for the most part, it's not participation, and that's what really made us different when it first happened. Nowadays, it's nothing. You know what I mean? Do you uh, <laughs> no, do you, now? Do you tell joke? Do you tell jokes on your show? Um, there have been times where I've practiced some of my written stand-up material, um, but for the most part, my humor comes from just off the top of my head. Oh, so hang on. Reactions so, of things we talk. This about. is interesting. So you you've done like uh, stand-up. I've never actually performed on stage except for the roast of Grim Green. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do, which um, I watched and it was I've good. Been writing... Thank you. Um, I've been wanting to do stand-up for a very long time. Um, it's been kind of my passion as a little kid, and this show has kind of allowed me to not just hone my craft on witticism and being an improv person, because that's literally what I do. I don't go to the show prepared. I'm like, Dino, I just show up and you just run the show. You know what I mean? And that's well, kind of what I do. Well, makes you think I don't get prepared? <laughs> <laughs> Dino, I'm just busting your balls. Well, let's be honest. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just show up and we, and we do the show. And I like that. It's let me kind of hone my skills of being off the top. And then – it's letting me have time to kind of write stuff sometimes. And we had this segment for about seven weeks. It's getting tired. It's hard to write five minutes of material every week. Like, it's, cause you know, we're, I'm a master, you know, we fight tooth and nail over jokes and, and does this make sense? You know, very much a, a self uh, critic, you know what I mean? And so we did a segment called the gospel according to freeze where I was practicing written material and my hopes was to eventually start going to stand up to, to open mics problem is in my area, the closest open mics are about 45 minutes or an hour away. So I want to make sure I have some really good, strong stuff before I venture out and do that for the first time. They don't have any com- the roasted groom green. They don't have any comedy barns. To get on. They don't have any comedy barns. They, they do, you? but they're kind of, they do, but they're kind of, they're a little <laughs> far away. We have two in, in Winston that just don't hold open mic nights for some reason. Right. Cause I've looked into them and they're the closest ones are in a place called Charlotte. And they're, they're... <laughs> they, they, you know, you should move down here and bring it, bring some funny with you. We need it. Um, <laughs> But the Roast of Grim Green was the first time since high school I got on a stage to do anything. In high school, I was in theater, but it was never funny. It was always, you know, dramas. Yeah. Um, but the Roast was the first time I got to go up and tell pre-written jokes. And 
from what people have said, and I don't, you know, this is not me turning my own horn, that I was the best, and it was fucking amazing. And that's just the general consensus I heard. And it made me feel really good. It gave me a little bit more confidence in it, and it's something I'm looking forward to continuing to do. Well, you and know, that's why I am planning on going on stage and doing open mics as soon as I can. Well, you know what you should do? You should open up your own comedy club and, and you know, call it the Funny Barn, and you can get other comedians to come in, and, and it'll be Yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm afraid in this area the business isn't that great. If it was, I feel like we'd have more already. You're right. in you know what I mean? Then, like, North I Carolina? Like, yeah, he's in North Carolina. Yeah, like yeah, there's a lot of double light and put Greensboro. a fucking neon sign on the top. <laughs> Listen to this guy. I put adults only live nudes and it'll just be me naked on stage performing stand. Okay, well, let me ask you this, Freeze. Uh, since you're, you know, okay. wanting to get into comedy and stuff, how about this? Do you think you could put together a, uh, d- not just you, uh, put together a, a roast bit for Dino? Were you roast Dino? Um, I have maybe. to agree to be uh, roasted? No, you don't have to agree to it. No. You think you could do that? Um... When it, when it comes, well, you know, I, I feel like, like I know Dino, we've spoken quite a few times. I've bought a mod from him personally. I've got his atomizers, you know, we've spoken. But as far as personal life, I don't know as much about him as I did these other guys. You know what I mean? Like making jokes about Grim Green was pretty easy. Vapor Joe was pretty easy. These guys that I'm around or talk to a lot are a lot easier. I don't, I don't know if I know enough about Dino. And if I did decide to roast Dino, it would be pretty nasty. Like I wouldn't hold anything back. And in the wrong context, it's not funny. It comes off mean. You know what I mean? If you're on stage at a roast, you're expecting that this is going to be brutal. So when I made jokes about Grim Green's separation, it was it was known it was going to be brutal. Or when I made jokes about Twister 420 and played into the racial thing, or with uh, Fubaka from um, Plumes of Hazard, I played into his racial thing. Like, that was kind of known, because you're going to a roast, you're expecting it. But just to come on the show and roast, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just don't know enough about the guy in his personal life to really write good shit. I'll never know enough. <laughs> and 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 Dino and I envy you for that. You know what I mean? You, you know I like. It's cool that you're able to keep yourself so private. It's good. It's tough these days, you know. Well, I don't know if Dino. Well, I'm not big famous. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, yeah. every everybody saw my picture of me in a Winnie the Pooh suit one time. You know that was a thing. So, I don't know. I think I think Dino's I more va- vape famous than he uh, realizes. I think if Dino goes to this uh, vape mania, people are going to be asking him for autographs. Yeah, that's another thing. If Dino goes, can he set up a table and he can sell autographs? Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you can pay for the booth <laughs> price of that. And uh, Dino, actually, I want you to sign my uh, velocity. I'm kidding. No, no. no. <laughs> well, let me see what CJ has to say about all this. CJ is actually on the phone. CJ from uh, Vapor Venue. Let's see if he approves of this or not. Yeah, I strongly support this bill. CJ approves. Okay. So, <laughs> Vape Mania, um, it is Labor Day weekend. It's being held. In fact, send me, give the details to Dino so I can put it in the uh, show notes so everybody knows where to go. Is there a website? Sure, yeah, what, yeah, what's what's vape, the website? Yeah, there is. The, the website is vapemaniacon.com. Uh, that's the main website for that. Uh, so, yeah, you can go check it out. Uh, you know, it's free to get in. I do have a couple vendor spots left, but I know they're going to be gone soon. I get maybe 10 inquiries a day right now, so I'm not worried about that. But you can get it. It's absolutely free to come unless you want to go to a workshop, and the money that goes to those workshops goes to the advocacy. Like, Vapor Joe isn't taking a dime from that. That money's all going to advocacy. And I think that's mighty white of them. And cool. You know what I mean? So that's that's what we're doing, trying to do things a little bit differently and uh, just have a good show. You know what I mean? That's what we want, just have a good show. 
Yes. Dino, anything you want to say to Freeze? Uh, no. If, I mean, I'll gum. You could just send me first class round trip tickets. You're gonna gum? I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dino, Dino, I think you need over forty thousand YouTube subscribers before I'll pay for you to come to my convention. Oh shit! No, I mean, you got thirty-nine five. No, I got like <laughs> fucking twenty. Dino's got tons. Hey, and that's better than a lot of people. I'm telling you, he's got tons of fans. He has got tons and tons. Of, he's got thousands and no, thousands of fans. If I mean, that's the case, that. then what's the, where, where, where does the fame and fortune come into play? <laughs> Dino, Listen, Dino. You ask yourself a simple question. You come out with an atomizer and you sell out of all 1,000 very, very quickly. Well, I'm or not the only one that sold, sells that atomizer. I got a partner in there, buddy. And. Maybe he's okay. You're right. You're right. But I don't. But I'm not friends on Facebook with Cisco. So Uh I only see your stuff, and I see your stuff blow up about your stuff, man. People, people appreciate your innovations in the industry. The copperhead was widely talked about. These are widely talked about. Your marquee widely talked about. Dude, there's no, there's no reason to frown on the fact that people know the fuck you are. You make good shit. And people know that. That's why they keep buying. I know that. I'm not stroking your dick here. I'm just saying. No, I know you're not stroking it. I know. I know. I make good shit. You ain't got to tell me. Yeah. You may not be stroking it, but Dino's about, to, Dino's about to blow his load. You're getting him really excited. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> Look, Dino, at my events, I don't do an all-you-eat-can-eat buffet, but I'll give you some lunch vouchers. Buddy, you don't want to do that. I'll clean you out. <laughs> I bet you will. Uh, I'll give you some food vouchers at Jimmy John's. Have it. Have at it. Jimmy John's. Oh, God, I'm or not actually, coming. Actually, <laughs> I can get some Subway ones right now, probably pretty cheap. Oh, yeah, I heard they're going fucking – they're flying off the shelves. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. It's uh, it's like you know everything's under six. Great. God. All right. Well, freeze. Thank you for coming on. I will put all the details oh, to Bait Mania you. in the uh, show thank notes. You. Uh, good luck with the podcast. Uh, good luck thank with you. the events. Good luck with everything you're doing. Absolutely. And uh, it was yeah. a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. You guys too. And I mentioned this in chat. Your intro song for Dino, Pussy Motherfucker. That comes from that episode. That comes from the That's knockout, right. So. That, that, it, was almost dope, every, it was dope to hear it, yeah. That's right. Almost every song has that in it. That's that's his famous phrase. Yeah, so. Well, that. that and of course, for the vapor. Go ahead. That was his famous phrase. Now it's this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no. oh. <laughs> uh, and to the VP Live listeners, thank you so much for listening to me talk about All the All 40 of them. Probably won't come to. <laughs> all right man thanks for calling we'll talk to you later all right, Kevin. All right man later. so long buddy <laughs> oh boy wow we've gone on a long time well dino it's been a pleasure again you know what i'm gonna try to do next sunday i can't promise anything but i think i'm gonna try to get the twisted messes guy on you ever see his uh his uh videos Oh well, no! I never saw his videos. I see a lot of his, uh, his like he does some builds. Yeah. Also, he's, he's got a, an Addy out too. I think. Yes, he does. He has, yeah, it's yes. very popular. Absolutely, we have it yeah. at the store. They sell out. People love these twisted messes, uh, drippers. They love his builds. I find him interesting. I think I'm going to get him on. I think it's yeah. going to happen. Very good. So I'll say twisted messes next week. It's no guarantee, but we'll see. And of course, Dino will be back next week because you are the star. The star of the show, and the show could not go on without you. Out of our millions and millions of listeners, uh, 9,999,000 listen to Dino, and one listens because of me. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess one fan is better than no fans. You're funny. (laughs) But uh, we will talk to you uh, next week, sir. 
All right, buddy. All right, man. Later. Good night. All right. Wonderful. That is it. That is the show. Tomorrow, Monday, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you have the wonderful Jan with Anton Andy with Raven Grimm. Tuesday, you have Russ with ClickBang Radio, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Wednesday is Dimitri with the Smoke Free Radio at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Thursday, you have the lovely Jeannie K, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Jeannie K Show. We will be back next Sunday, same time, same place. And always remember, and don't, don't ever forget. Just don't blow yourself up.